welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello and thank you for listening to this show today. Do you know what stage presence is? You might have a clue when you have uh, seen some charismatic people on stage. Our special guest today has a lot to tell us about stage presence. Laura Penn is an experienced and well-rounded public speaking coach. As a Toastmaster European Champion of Public Speaking, author of the book How to Enhance the Performance of Public Speaking, a Pocket Coach, and a trained performer in theater and dance, she helps individuals become effective public speakers. Based in Switzerland, she provides custom-tailored interactive training in public speaking for clients and organizations in the academic, not-for-profit, and private sectors. She also serves as a speaker coach for a wide variety of TEDx events. Hello, Laura. Hello, Wel Oscar. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm really anxious to hear about stage presence. Could you start telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. I believe that I have two hats that I wear. Mm -hmm. One hat is as a performer. I have a, a lot of background in theater and dance, mm -hmm. many, many years worth. And the other hat that I wear is as a conservation biologist. So I'm a scientist and I help protect wildlife around the world. And what I've done uh, in the past five years, I've combined those two things, those two passions, and I've created a business where I coach people, specifically in the beginning of the business, I coached people in the conservation and sustainability community to mm -hmm. be better speakers, to get their message out, to make an impact with their presence, their voices, their ideas uh, in the conservation and sustainability community. And then I branched out a little bit to serve a larger audience. So I moved into academics and private organizations and things like that. But all in all, I help people to shine on stage. Oh, that's awesome. And when did you start with that? Because you started first with a, with a performer or with a scientist, in which, in which moment you became, uh, we start with the public speaking? I started as a performer. Mm -hmm. So I had my aha moment when I was 14 years old, sitting in my English class at the High School for the Humanities, which was my high school in New York City. And the teacher, Mr. Baker, he asked the students if anyone wanted to be a volunteer to be in the Shakespeare contest. Mm. And I, I loved Shakespeare. I loved being on stage. And I thought, why not? <laughs> and that started my whole my whole beginnings uh, as a theater performer. And I just took every opportunity I could to be in contests, to be in plays, to do monologues, whatever I could do to be on stage. That's that's how it all started. Awesome. Could you tell us now a bit more about the book that you have? Yes, I'd be delighted to. My book is called How to Enhance the Performance of Public Speaking, a Pocket Coach. Now, what I found was missing when I started doing research for my book was that people didn't consider public speaking to be a performance. 
They sort of spoke about public speaking as this communication tool, which it is, of course, as this way to convey messages, which it is, of course. But what was missing was people were not saying that it was a performing art, which it truly is. Like theater, like dance, like music, public speaking is a performing art. A speaker's art is the effective delivery of the spoken word. To be successful, a speaker has to master the skills of creating a compelling speech and of performing it in front of an audience. So this book describes the elements of the performance of public speaking, how, how the voice is used, how you mm-hmm. have to think about what you look like, what, how your appearance is important, how, how you use your body and how you connect with the audience. All of these are, are ingredients in the performance of speaking. And that is really at the heart of this book. Oh, that's really excellent point of view. You you saw it from the performer point of view that you, you have had. Mm-hmm. And how old is this book? How When did you publish it? I published it two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I read that it's a pocket size. Yes, it's a pocket coach. So I like I like to say that it's like having me in, in your back pocket. Oh. <laughs> so you can, you can whip out the book anytime you need coaching tips, warm-up tips, ideas for how to memorize... It's sort of at your fingertips resource uh, that you can also write in. So it's designed to be a journal. It's designed for you to kind of continue your journey, to begin and to continue your journey in public speaking and to keep track of where you are. Awesome. Sounds really unique. It is. (laughs) So, Laura, coming now to the, the main topic we are going to talk today, could you start telling us what is stage presence? Yes. I have my own definition, which is, I believe that stage presence is the ability to wow the audience with your charisma and energy. Basically, it is to shine your light into the hearts and minds of the people who are watching you. And I found this really cool definition. You mentioned the word charismatic earlier. Mm -hmm. And here's a definition for charisma. Excuse me, I've got to say this properly. Enigmatic attractiveness which is the ability to express yourself in an emotional, enthusiastic, eloquent, self-confident way, and that you are responsive to others. So if you have these characteristics, you are charismatic. And this is really the essence of stage presence. Oh, yes. I I, I agree with this. Um, Enigmatic in in the sense of sort of invisible, not obvious. So it's something that you, you perceive from someone who is in front of you. You mm-hmm. just perceive that it's, uh, well, it's, it's charismatic, but it's not easy to describe why in many, many cases, right? True, true. And what are the main elements of stage presence? I believe that stage presence is sort of an illusion. It's, it's a combination of how the person in front of you is shining, how they're using their eyes, how they're smiling or not smiling, how they stand, what their posture mm-hmm. is, are their shoulders pulled back? These things sort of create a glow around a person if you have stage presence. The person doesn't have to say anything. They can just stand on the stage and they either have it or they don't. Oh, yes. And I understand that mastering stage presence is something that you have to, to practice a lot. Of course, the best way is to go to the stage and do it. But what about practicing stage presence where, when you are not on stage? Can you still practice? You can. And I, I think I want to add one more thing to what I just said. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you, 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 I said you can have it or you don't. But 
the great thing about it is if you don't have it, you can learn it. (laughs) So (laughs) there are ways to manipulate uh, this illusion that you have stage presence. And a way to practice this is to really think about what your face is doing. Specifically, are you using your eyes when you speak? When people don't use their eyes, their eyebrows are still, their eyes look very dull mm-hmm. and kind of glazed over, they, they, don't, they don't have any energy behind those eyes. But when someone is using their eyes, their eyebrows are engaged, their eyes are wide, this is the first signal to stage presence. So this is something that can be practiced. You can literally stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself speaking, read some text, improvise, whatever you need to do. Just talk and use your eyebrows and just see how they come to life. See how your eyes shine light. Another thing you can do is you can smile. Now, I'm not saying smile throughout the whole talk that you're giving. That looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But you should definitely smile in the beginning when you're setting the tone and you're establishing the credibility that you have. And you're making yourself appear a certain way to the audience because the audience is judging you from the minute you get up out of your chair to get into your speaking position to the moment that you begin to speak, they've already decided if they like you or not. Mm -hmm. So if you are smiling and radiating friendliness in those micro moments, then you are shining stage presence. And this is something that anyone can do. Yeah, excellent. Now, can you give me uh, one example of you have more of uh, speakers or performers in general who are obviously have a very good stage presence in what can you describe from them? Sure. I've chosen three brief examples, mm-hmm. and they all have stage presence in different ways, which, which I think is interesting. My first one is Jane Goodall, who's, a, of course, a very well-known conservationist, specialist mm-hmm. in chimpanzees, a very small woman, short, older, always her hair pulled back in a ponytail. She's, she, on first glance, could be perceived as someone who doesn't have much to Say, but she exudes this energy, this inner power, and she's got extraordinary stage presence, in my opinion. Bill Clinton, he has stage presence in a conversational way. He's a friendly guy. He's the kind of guy who would ask you, you know, oh, how are you? How's your mom and dad doing? Hmm. You feel like he's your buddy, and that's stage presence in a different way. He's approachable. And then, of course, a classic example, Martin Luther King, where there's this leader in front of you. This person who looks like he can take care of you, he can keep you safe, he can hold your hand, he can guide you. That's also stage presence. So all three of these people, these personalities, have different stage presence, and they all shine in different ways. Oh, thanks. You're really, really great examples. And what happens, for instance, if you you say that you have to start, for instance, smiling at the, at the beginning of the when you just enter to the stage. But what happens if you started even your your speech or your presentation with not a very good stage presence and you notice in the middle of your presentation, you notice, okay, I'm not having this great presence that I should have. It is possible to switch to a good presence? It's a good question, Oscar. It is possible, but it looks awkward. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, oh, you know, you forgot to turn on the light. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, ideally, you should go on stage, you should get up from your mm. seat and then go on stage and everything should already be on. Uh, it does. I think you notice it if you're in the audience, if somebody comes on with a certain kind of low energy and then suddenly whoop, it goes really high. 
it's it's not consistent. It's not smooth. I I would say though, if if you do notice that you don't have stage presence and you need to turn it on, do turn it on. Don't stay don't stay down. And yeah, pull your shoulders back. Give a radiant smile. Get your eyes engaged. These three things they will switch on your stage presence if you've forgotten to turn it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the best is definitely. To switch on, not to continue. Switch on, no. <laughs> it, it looks weird. It's like, what happened? You know, it's <laughs> it, there's a it's an inconsistency. You want to be consistent as a performer. Mm. If you start big, you stay big. Oh yes. <laughs> And what about your your voice? You you mentioned when when Bill Clinton, for instance, is talking with you. What about the voice? How important is 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 it part of the stage presence, or is uh, something that has to be definitely connected? What can you say about that? Sure, absolutely. Your voice is a part of your entire performance package. Mm. It's a key ingredient. So I mentioned that you know you don't have to say anything, and you've already established your stage presence. Mm -hmm. That's your your first impression. But another first impression is when you do open your mouth, you make a vocal impression on the audience. So you begin to speak, and they are assessing unconsciously where you come from, how old you are, how much you know about the subject. You know, they have they're making these unconscious calculations about your credibility and the content of your speech based on the sound of your voice. So yes, your voice needs to be right on it. It needs to be a part of that performance. You need to be switched on with your voice. As well as with your stage presence. Mm -hmm. And what are the main things that you would uh, recommend for for the voice in order to match a good stage presence? Well, what many people don't know is mm -hmm. that the secret to a robust and full-bodied voice is effective natural breathing. Mm -hmm. If you are not breathing properly, and I'm talking about the kind of breathing where if you put your thumb in your belly button. Mm -hmm. The kind of breathing that makes your thumb push away from your body as you're you're breathing in. So when you inhale and you've got your thumb in your belly button, your thumb should gently move away from your belly button. This means that you are using your lower abdomen to breathe. That mm -hmm. is effective breathing. People in most cases when they're stressed or feel hurried or rushed, they breathe in, in a very shallow way and they actually don't mm -hmm. breathe from the abdomen. And that creates a voice that is thinner, it is less robust, it doesn't have as much energy behind it. So learning how to breathe effectively is the first step to having a strong voice that gives good presence. Oh yes, definitely. And now that you mentioned the yeah the belly, that to to have the to to have the the abdominal breaths really pushing the the abdomen when you are uh, breathing and throwing the air. Yeah. What um, do you have some exercise? Because I also try myself to notice this when you are really breathing, to make very strong breaths and notice yeah. in the belly. But how to strengthen this this part of the of the belly or what is connected there? Yes, there is no quick fix. This is mm -hmm. something that takes tremendous time and patience to learn. Mm -hmm. And. There are techniques out there that I'd suggest you look up on YouTube because it's hard to describe them just mm -hmm. with me talking sure. about them. They need to be seen. You need to see how you're supposed to stand with your feet shoulder width apart. Your shoulders are pulled back in a natural position. You know, so you've got to get the positioning right, and then you begin to breathe. And the the exercise that I use, it's literally called relaxed natural breathing. 
it would be worth looking up those three words, relax, natural breathing, and, and see if you can find a YouTube video on that. I personally haven't looked for that. It may or may not exist, but that is definitely a, a way to start practicing. And this is something, as I mentioned, that does take time. And when do you practice? Well, I recommend practicing this kind of breathing if you are sitting in your car and you're stopped at a red light. Oh, yeah? If, yeah, absolutely. In, in <laughs> moments where you have nothing to do. When you are sitting and watching television and you want to practice your breathing. You know, so there, there are ways to do this. And by the way, you can do this sitting down. It's all about how you, are, uh, how you hold your shoulders back and what your posture is in order to allow your, your lungs to have optimal oxygen. So, yes, look that up and see if it exists. And if it does, let me know. <laughs> okay, excellent. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. I definitely agree that it's, it might take time because I, mean, <laughs> I know everything like this definitely takes time. And, but it's, it's really a must for, for having yeah. a really good voice and match the Absolutely. stage presence. Mm -hmm. And I was also thinking that, okay, you can work on a stage presence. Even you might already have a good stage presence. But what happens if you are going too far, if the people perceive that it's, it's too much or if it's intimidating? What can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh, yes. This does happen. It's when people, they switch on too much and <laughs> they push too much energy out there and it actually overwhelms the audience. Mm -hmm. I like to use the metaphor of shouting when, this, mm -hmm. when I describe this. So it's like... If somebody is shouting at you and telling you, for example, you ask for instructions of where to go, and somebody is shouting the answer, after hmm. a while, probably after the first microsecond, you turn off. You're like, wait, I'm not listening anymore. Your body is overwhelmed. Your brain, your senses are overwhelmed by the sound of the person shouting. The same is true if somebody is shouting stage presence. <laughs> the audience will switch off. They will feel awkward and uncomfortable and they'll start thinking about what they're going to make for dinner instead. They'll start looking around. They will not be with you anymore. And you actually, as a performer, need to be very conscious of what your yeah. audience is doing. What vibes are you getting from the audience? If you see people start to tune out and pull back, you need to tune out. Yeah. You need to tune down and pull back. Yeah, okay. So this This is an awareness, which is part of the, the whole package of being a, a performer, whether you're doing public speaking, theater or dance, or whatever you're doing, you need to be tuned into the audience and you need to switch it down and actually experiment with different levels of energy. Mm -hmm. What can be a typical case of something that it's too much in stage presence? Well, I was giving a seminar last week uh, to a group of academics at a mm -hmm. university And I came on strong because that's what I do. And I noticed probably within the first two minutes that people were already starting to pull back. So uh -oh. I clicked that information. I said, okay, Laura, pull back. And that's exactly what I did. I started to, my voice, instead of being booming and loud like this, mm -hmm. I pulled it back to kind of a more conversational, softer mm -hmm. sound. And I saw those people that had pulled back, I saw them lean forward and re-engage. And that was my, my cue to say, okay, this is the right level. This is where I need to stay. So for the next hour, I, had to, I spent a lot of energy because I wanted to burst and explode because I got excited. But I spent a lot of energy <laughs> holding myself back because that was what was appropriate for that audience. Mm -hmm. I guess also ap approaching too much to the, to the audience can be also intimidating, right? So it's good. To yes, it can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to 
you want to be liked by the audience. Mm. You want the audience to, to want to listen to you. So you need to do whatever it takes to make those things happen. Yes, you're absolutely right. Laura, could you tell us now your favorite quotation? Yes, it would be a pleasure. One of my favorite books in the world is a book written by Dr. Seuss, a famous children's author. The book is called The Lorax. And this book is sort of, if you're a conservation person, environmental person, you know about this book because the Lorax speaks for the trees. As the trees do not have their own tongues and voices, the Lorax is their protector. So in the end of the book, he says, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, it's not going to get better. It's not. Mm. And this is just a simple way to say that unless you engage in helping to protect the environment, and make good choices that helps the environment, the problems will not go away. I love that quote. Yeah, so you have to, any, any cause that you have, you have to really engage. Otherwise, yes. nothing will happen. Exactly. And I like that you translated that to any cause. It's not just about the environment. But if, mm. if, if you believe in something and you want things to change, it won't change unless you actually do something yourself. Okay. Very good quote. Thank you. And could you also tell us one book that has inspired you? And it's a good recommendation for our listeners. I, re I really like the book by George Leonard called Mastery, The Keys to Success and Long-Term Fulfillment. George Leonard provides a beautiful description of what it takes to master something, to really become an expert. Mm -hmm. And it's practical wisdom. It's written in a way that you can digest it and understand it, and it translates to real-world living. And I think it can apply to anything, whether it's public speaking, mm -hmm. that you're trying to master that, whether you're trying to master becoming good at stage presence. What does it take to master something, and what, what are the steps to get there? Okay, sounds also very good. I haven't heard it before, so it's, I, have a, I have to check it. <laughs> yes, so, check it out. Laura, finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend doing it daily, weekly, as a routine to shine? Yes. You know what? Earlier I mentioned how important it is to be aware of how the audience reacts to you. And you need to be a student of body language. Mm and the, the, the small nonverbal signals that, that we give each other as people. So one thing that I do daily, Oscar, mm -hmm. is I'll turn on a reality television show, and I will turn off the volume. Mm -hmm. And I will sit and watch that reality TV show for 10 minutes, <laughs> studying the gestures, the micro-movements, the expressions, the people's nonverbal communication to learn these skills for myself and for my own use as a performer and as a coach. Okay, that's a very excellent, excellent exercise. And how much you manage to, to read from the, from the nonverbal uh, language, in this case, on the, in this uh, uh, talk show that you are mentioning? Well, as with anything, the more you do it, the better you get. Mm -hmm. So... 
when I started this three years ago, it took some time. I mean, intuitively, I already knew about a lot of these things myself. And by the way, I should mention, I've spent many years working with chimpanzees, and they oh. they taught me more than anyone how important nonverbal language is, because that's how I communicated with them, a tremendous mm. vocabulary. But the more I did this, of course, the more detailed I was able to look. So the cues got smaller and smaller. Somebody's uh, scratching of the ear, or they do something with their mouth. These smaller details, I was able to read them sooner, uh, or rather, I was able to read them eventually, I should say. And it's just now it's 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 blossoming into this uh, this code that I can use in any situation. So not just when I'm performing or coaching, but I can go to a cocktail party and I can figure out <laughs> who likes who and who doesn't mm. want to talk to who and oh, yeah. what should I do to network better with this person. I mean, there's tremendous worth in mm. understanding body language yeah absolutely agree I, I i have also learned some about body language and i have to admit that before that i was completely blind about many things mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a tool it's yes. definitely a tool thank you very much laura it was a very interesting conversation with you i like very much your all your pieces of advice about stage presence also your experience about uh, uh, being a conservationist hmm. and I have to tell our listeners that I really recommend Laura's website she has a series of videos called Speaker Corner I watch uh, some of them I will watch definitely if possible all of them I like them very much finally Laura could you tell us how our listeners can learn more about you follow you Yes, Oscar. My website is www.theprofessionalspeakercoach.com. So it's theprofessionalspeakercoach.com. And that's how you can learn about me and watch the videos that you can hopefully learn from as well to figure out how you can turn on your stage presence, how you can use your voice. I do actually have a video in there about uh, relaxed natural breathing, by the mm -hmm. way. So that's the one to go to. Awesome. <laughs> So have a look at that and shine. Thanks a lot. I strongly recommend these videos. Go to the website for Laura and really, you will learn a lot. Thank you very much, Laura, again. What a pleasure talking with you. Thank well, you, Oscar. It was a privilege. Thank you. All the best. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.